0: Are we starting? Hello, I'm Zachary Miller. I'm Joshua Weinberg, and welcome to Down the Wormhole. Today we're joined again by Michael Buratinsky. Hello,
1: thank you again for having me, and thank you to the Gloucestershire County Judge uh, Johnson for making this count towards my community service.
2: Yes, and... (laughs) Today on the show, we want to talk about the great Nikola Tesla, the wizard of electricity. Not the book, the man. And to start us off, uh, where to begin with Tesla, really? He's crazy. He's a crazy guy, <laughs> hundreds of thousands of experiments. I mean, scientists are still, even to this day, poring over his notes, trying to figure out just what we can use from it. He had so many great ideas, so many crazy ideas, and uh, he, he did a lot of things that we still see today.
1: Well, luckily, we like crazy on this show, right? Absolutely. <laughs> of course. Uh,
2: one of his uh,
0: better-known inventions was his oscillator, or his earthquake machine. His oscillator was his earthquake machine Though it wasn't actually meant to be an earthquake machine. It was meant to... It wasn't? No, it was meant to produce electricity. Um, It used (laughs) steam pumped through pipes, uh, and it moved the piston, attached an armature up and down very rapidly uh, to produce electricity. Uh, But it resonated at such a high frequency, it caused buildings to shake. So it was dubbed as earthquake machine. He himself even portrayed it as that. He, in a New York Times article, told the reporter that he caused an earthquake in downtown New York.
2: There are records of the building he was experimenting in experiencing an earthquake at that time.
0: Oh yeah, one of the uh, smaller ones he made, Uh, he even described it as something you could fit in your overcoat pocket. It was about two pounds and seven inches long and he was experimenting it within it uh, in his lab and it caused resonance in the surrounding buildings which it prompted people to call the police and he turned it up to such a high velocity that he had to stop the experiment with a sledgehammer
1: as the police <laughs> arrived <laughs> very so s- what, the, the police roll up and uh and say excuse me sir uh <laughs> We got reports of earthquakes coming <laughs> from this building, and what he's there stalling them while his assistant smashed <laughs> a thing with a sledgehammer. No, he apparently stopped it right before they arrived. Well, that's convenient.
0: Uh, yeah, right. Um, but he used <laughs> just the most scientific instruments a sledgehammer.
2: Yeah. I'm sure
1: Jeremy Clarkson would agree with that. Yes, <laughs> yes, he would. <laughs> I
2: mean, that's, that basically sums up Tesla pretty, pretty handily. I made a thing that almost broke a building and I had to break it with a sledgehammer. Well, I
1: mean, admittedly, that's the approach to take to take with many of my projects here is, you know, if it doesn't work, I just smash it with a <laughs> hammer. Um, yeah, uh, my, my, uh, my project mates usually get pretty angry at that, but... I can't neat. imagine why. I really, I just can't imagine it.
0: Mm. Um, the Mythbusters actually tested his earthquake machine. And although they could not replicate an actual earthquake, they did make vibrations that were ab- able to be felt many
1: miles away, which is, while not earthquake-inducing, very impressive. The seems kind of reckless,
2: seeing,
1: yeah. as, seeing as they're based in, you know, San Francisco. If, if I remember, oh. they tested it on a bridge. Oh!
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I, but you gotta remember, the Mythbusters, they are professionals we shouldn't try it at home <laughs> they're
1: professionals yeah so, okay so they strapped the device to a bridge that will allegedly cause an earthquake i think i think they made the bridge or no, they got permission no, that no they, a, they actually got stuck, for stuck a it a real up. bridge well, middle they used a piston that's like the length of your arm and that's it and and they okay. were able to, they were Compared able to, to get this
2: resonating frequencies all the way down the bridge. Yep. Yes, except except in that
1: case, I'd argue that I could hit the bridge with a hammer and you'd get a larger vibration.
2: Do you think if you hit a building with a sledgehammer that you could get people to call the cops and say that there was an earthquake? Well, you obviously haven't seen the hammers I have. (laughs) This is true. I have not. (laughs) Anyway, moving on to uh, something else uh, uh, that Tesla did. Uh, i want to talk a little bit about his um his foray into radiology and the whole the whole entire field of radiology. you see long before people were using x rays to image the human skeleton and check for broken bones and whatnot, Tesla was just playing around with an with an open uh an open for lack of better term x-ray gun just right in his laboratory and just more or less sticking his hand in front of it and seeing that well, this bone well, show s- up
1: on the paper. Well, you, see, you say gun, and I feel like that gives the false impression of directionality. This so is term, true. This is, it, what it was is simply an evacuated tube with an electrode in it and... When, when supplied with voltage, would essentially spray x-rays indiscriminately in every direction. So... so um, it took a, a gentleman in Europe to think to surround it with lead to give it any kind of direction.
2: So, uh, I think... So, then a better term you'd say would be a, a, an x-ray light bulb.
1: Yes. Uh, I would say that is more accurate.
2: Yeah. So, he... You know, he would stick his hand in front and see see the shadow of the bones show up on the photo paper and... You know, stick his arm in it, and, you know, once he stuck it, he stuck his head in it to see what would happen, and he said he felt a slight uh, warming in the top of his head. You
1: think? Among other
2: things. <laughs> you didn't, think? Didn't he turn it up way up when he did that, though? Uh, it, was, it was more or less on or off, and was it? Okay. it was very on.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be blasting yourself with, uh, you know, with x-rays in, in the head, unprotected, after blasting yourself with x-rays over most of your body for a long period of time, you might as well just go full in, right? Yeah. Just complete.
2: After he did that, though, he, he stayed away from those experiments for a while. Yeah, because <laughs> he, he effect terrified him. him. It it very much scared him. Didn't stop Edison, though. <laughs> no. No. No, Ed- Edison just kept having his assistant stick limb after limb in front of it until each one fell off consecutively Yes, and
1: that's uh, a story for another day mm-hmm. and one that hopefully we won't have to tell <laughs> So another one of
0: Tesla's really well known invention is his quote, death ray He himself uh, tried to mm. God damn it, pause it
1: just go. Just Just edit it go. out. Right.
0: What the um, hell? Um, he himself tried to make sure this name didn't stick. Uh, he
1: it wasn't, in his opinion, a ray. Uh, and that's the problem that he had with it. It was called a death ray. Yeah, it the wasn't problem a he had ray. with that was that it was a ray.
2: Yep. Uh, it, it, oh, it certainly caused death. Um. <laughs> <laughs> At least he, didn't, he, he didn't like the term death ray because he knew that scared people. It was more of a particle beam, actually. Yeah, it just happened um, to kill things. Yeah, So it's more, so,
1: of, a, it's more of a death beam? Yeah. And he uh, figured what, that wouldn't scare well, people as much as death ray? Yes. Sure. Ex- okay.
0: What he actually called it was teleforce.
1: Um,
0: and what it... Well, let me explain Pat, what he thought the power of it was first. In his letter to J.P. Morgan Jr., uh, a banker in England... Tesla described his weapon as such. I have made recent discoveries of inestimable value. The flying machine has completely demoralized the world, so much that in some cities as London and Paris, people are in mortal fear of being from aerial bombing. The new means I have perfected afford absolute protection against this and other forms of attack. These new discoveries, which I have carried out experimentally on a limited scale, have created a profound impression. One of the most pressing problems seems to be the protection of London, and I am writing some influential friends in England, hoping that my plan will be adopted without delay. The Russians are very anxious to render their borders safe upon Japanese invasion, and I have made them a proposal which is being seriously considered. So he thought this weapon would completely revolutionize war. Uh, He also describes his weapon as such. My apparatus projects particles which may be relatively large or microscopic in dimensions, enabling us to convey to a small area at a great distance trillions of times more energy than is possible with rays of any kind. Many thousands of horsepower can thus be transmitted on a stream thinner than a hair, so that nothing can resist. The nozzle would send concentrated beams of particles through the free air. Of such tremendous energy that they would bring down a fleet of 10,000 enemy airplanes at a distance of 200 miles
2: well, yeah
1: where do we begin to just
2: dissect that yeah. yeah so this many things in there will come back later for instance his Tesla's relationship with JP Morgan and uh, several of the concepts that went into that also he was very interested in using as a means of Distributing wireless power to the entire globe.
0: I want to talk we'll get, about that later. We'll get back to that later. Uh, one of the the way it works was really cool. He actually got the idea of looking at a Van de Graaff generator. It accelerates small pellets or even slugs up to high speed in a vacuum chamber using electrostatic repulsion. So you know when you get shocked, or good example, rubbing your hair with a balloon when it sticks. Basically, the opposite of that. Um, they're not similarly charged; they're oppositely so it repulses. Um, it would send the beam, beam of particles through the vacuum tube the vacuum tube was I think the coolest part it was an open ended vacuum tube sealed using a jet of uh, gas so what I, how I understand it is that basically you have an open ended tube and you blow a jet of air over it to basically use the venturi force to make a vacuum and I think that's really cool this however
2: was never proven a lot of uh, Tesla's ideas never, as much as he believed in them, crackpot ideas, not, hey, there it goes.
1: So, I All think right. uh, I, th- I think the way we would describe this device in engineering, and, and I know this will be a, a bit of a, I'm going to use a lot of engineering terms here, but it is a horse hockey contraption
2: yeah I think, I think that's a, that's the proper way to describe it. Yes. I mean, unfortunately, it was never proven.
0: I think this would have been cool, but yeah. the claims he's making, ten thousand enemy airplanes at a distance of 200 miles.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, we can't really do that today. that effect like that See, ten thousand enemy this is
1: 1934 yeah. and I believe 10,000 enemy aircraft is probably the combined <laughs> air forces of all the European powers at the time.
2: Probably. So yeah. that
1: that's a very dubious claim that he is making and at two hundred miles. Mm, that's
2: pretty impressive yeah. at that time. Yeah. I this is this all takes place after his experiments with wireless electricity, which is his after that point was definitely his more, um, how do we say insane phase? Yeah. yeah.
0: This is around the time he married a Pigeon, right?
2: Yeah, this is this is well after he was out of money for his bigger, more grand experiments. So he just went on trying to prove as much ludicrous stuff as he could. And the that number of a hundred thousand horsepower was was quoted earlier on with his wireless electricity experiments. It as well. Yeah, he seems like he.
0: While it would have been an interesting idea uh, doing research, he never there were never many detailed plans on it. Um, so, with things like his oscillator, while grandiose, were built and could be tested, and again, while still not living up to their you know earthquake scale, were still impressive by any means. This this was never.
1: I I haven't seen any experiments with this or plans with this. I don't know if I believe this. You're telling me that the uh, many thousands of horsepower vacuum-based electrostatically driven 200-mile range 100,000 airplane shooting down pellet gun doesn't exist? I mean, the basic concept of it is basically a rail gun. It's using electricity... And
2: Except it, instead of propelling a steel slug, it's propelling a jet of charged particles.
1: Charged particles of what? Yes. Just
0: it wasn't really, and it, it wasn't even charged know.
1: particles. It was just the was thing. Like, I, I never see this working simply because of the the pellets would never make it that far.
2: Yes. The, the thing with a lot of Tesla's experiments and ideas is that they were never sufficiently proven, but they also were never and haven't been sufficiently disproven either.
1: Yeah, because you don't need to run experiments to see that this would never work.
2: Even theoretically though. The even, death the even death
1: Theoretically ray. this would never work. Death ray's more out there. Yeah. No, uh, some remember, of the other remember, some of his other guys,
2: earlier stuff though.
1: Death Beam. Sure. Right. Death Beam.
2: Yeah. Tel- let was
0: call called it by its name?
2: Teleforce. Telef- teleforce, yes. So I, I do. I am itching to dive into his wireless electricity experiments, which were uh, which, which ranged for a uh, uh, quite a long time during his life. He worked on them from about the late eighteen nineties to the early nineteen mm, the mid nineteen tens. So this is when he really had he uh, essentially some, unlimited
0: budget to just go and play with what he wanted. He had wanted.
2: funding. He had. Uh, resources, and he had he had the space to work on things. So, first, his, his first big experiments were with his Tesla coil, as everyone's familiar, has seen a video of a Tesla coil, or seen one in person, if you've been lucky enough. They make and, music. They hurt. Yes. And <laughs> a Tesla coil is nothing more than a really, really high-frequency transformer with no metal core. And it, more or less, just spews out Alternating current in streams wherever. When he built them, when he was playing, when he was—I want to say—playing with them, when he was experimenting no, with no,
1: playing. I think is an accurate term.
2: When Tesla was experimenting and playing with his Tesla coils, he built them to such insane scales and proportions that he—it's amazing that the man didn't die during his experimentations. He. A quote, one of my favorite quotes is that he, or not a quote, but an alleged quote. He said to somebody that he, the, the maximum output of his coils, as as far as he could get them, or say as far as he was comfortable getting them, he said that about 100 million volts was as high as he was willing to go before accidents were, were more likely to happen. 100 million volts, would. Which is also what he estimated the uh, voltage of a lightning strike to be. What's the, what was the current in these things? Yes, insane. <laughs> was, was it very high current, too? Uh, not necessarily. They're really just high frequency, high voltage. Okay.
1: I think, More you or know, less. if, you, if you're... Uh,
2: depending on the size of the Tesla coil, the current that they can deliver goes up. He, some of his first experiments involved a Tesla coil on one side of a room... And he would stand in the middle of the room, or I should say, the room was dominated by a large Tesla Quo, and he would stand off to the side with a, it wasn't called a fluorescent tube at the time, but he had made and worked with fluorescent tubes before they even became commercially popular, or recognized as being called that. And he would just stand there with a tube and it would light up and people were absolutely amazed. Was this just by
0: virtue of the power in the room or was it striking it
2: no the the a Tesla coil just emits an electric field that is that is strong g- enough to light up a fluorescent bulb yes wow and is his man uh, the majority of his earlier experiments with this worked with just delivering wireless light as he referred to it and he was and uh, when he moved to Chicago Springs and uh, courtesy of the Westinghouse company, I believe, he was given uh, an unlimited supply of power tapped off of the main uh, generating station in that area. That's a dangerous thing to give Tesla. <laughs> yeah, to do his experiments, because they thought, you know, maybe this guy will come up with something that will make us a lot of money. Meh. Nah. AC wasn't enough for him? So he went with... He, he, he's working on these experiments. He's building these massive... He doesn't even, they're not even called Tesla coils anymore. They're just transformers and transmitters. He built a transformer that, a Tesla coil, that was something like 115 feet in diameter at the base with the, for the primary coil, 10 feet in diameter for the secondary coil, and stretched up out through the roof of the building to a three-foot copper ball 100 feet in the air. This was in Chicago Springs. This isn't the big tower that was built in uh, Long Island. And he had his assistant flip the switch, turn this thing on, and he watched arcs of electricity strike out of this thing that were 135 feet long. And he was making thunder. Wow. It was lighting up lights that he had set up at a distance, and there were also reports, not entirely confirmed, of... Small arcs of electricity coming up off of the ground, I don't know, in Chicago, about 10 miles away. I'm curious
0: what the uh, field levels were. Yes, other a than lot. insane. Um, he, he,
2: and at, well, after this experiment had run, it died. Everything shut down. And he called the uh, power company. He said, What's going on? Where's my free power? And he said, "Our generators are on fire." <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> he drew so, so
0: much current. He drew so light. much
2: power that he destroyed the generators, and they promptly kicked him out. Well, I can't imagine why. And then they tried to. Then they tried to uh, uh, find him for all the power, all the quote free power that he had been using. Uh, was
0: this? I Was this before or after AC was adopted as the standard? this was
2: this was using AC power okay and so you know that works he's really excited about wireless electricity now so what he does he moves back to New York calls up JP Morgan says I need some money JP Morgan gives him something like 450,000 no $150,000 which was a lot of money at the time ah. and you know, this is like very early 1900s turn of the century $150,000 is a fortune. And he takes this to Long Island where he builds the Warden the famous Warden Cliff laboratory and starts constructing the the iconic tower that everyone has seen pictures of and knows. The purpose of this tower was to initially it was as a radio tower to beat out anything Marconi could have made at the time because he was competing with Marconi at this time with his radio and wireless communication. All scientists at the time thought that you couldn't get radio signals to travel beyond the horizon. Line of sight only, no good beyond that. He said, nah, screw that. I'm not even gonna bother with the air. I'm gonna send the signals through the ground. Because Tesla had in his thousands and thousands of experiments had determined that the Earth itself worked as a massive conductor, one singular isolated conductor, and it contained a very high potential, a high voltage of power relative to what we would call ground, except ground is that potential. And he thought, why can't we use this? He knew that electricity and electric fields traveled in waves, and he uh, theorized that you can if if you could somehow take like the way he uh the way he explained it in a in in a newspaper article or a uh no the century the century magazine he he had a piece in there and the way he explained it was uh, you you it's like a pump you take the power out of the earth and then you ram it back in so hard it's at, at just the right frequency that it actually cr- starts the earth's own electric field in waves and starts resonating the entire earth's field that massive tower at Wardenclyffe was going to be used to was going to be used the center of this system There were hundred foot uh, uh, electrodes placed into the ground at the site that would be the main source of power you'd re- he would resonate. Mind you, this is an immense amount of power at a such a such a well-tuned frequency. He never got it to quite work, but he did get small-scale experiments to function. So he was able to transmit power wirelessly under the ground. Uh, how yeah, far? He, okay, so the whole power using the earth as a conductor thing was never proven, and still has not. And still has yet to be disproven. That's one of those things I was talking about. So it doesn't. So no one's done experiments to. Prove or disprove it yet. It, other than Tesla, it can't. It's very difficult to prove such a thing or disprove it. So I'm, I'm, I choose to believe that it would work. His when he was going to build the proper tower, the 400 foot tower that would have actually been able to do this. They estimated it would take 450 thousand dollars, and J.P. Morgan said, "No, I'm, I, I'm not giving you any more money. You're so, done." Uh, so. Tesla had a problem of scale, actually. Yes, scale not, was the problem. It's not something but you'd expect he, out of a 100-foot tower. He loved this idea so much. He said, I could, I could transmit a limitless amount of power through the Earth, and you could pick it up anywhere, in the sky, on the ground, underground, it, with a properly finely tuned receiver. You could just get power anywhere Wait, Would that just, just have it. Would that disrupt any of like, today's electronics if you did make that work? Well, I mean, pick, think of it this way. Charging your phone would not be something you'd do. Your phone would just have power. But there's it's, a key problem with that. Can, do, you see what, do you see what the key problem is with this? Thermodynamics? No. Really? Okay. It would, it would use the Earth as a conductor. The power would flow through the ground in standing waves. You'd pick it mm-hmm. up. And the return path for the circuit would actually be through what we now know as the ionosphere and would create artificial auroras. Okay. Yeah. I see, back to the tower. Is that the problem? No. The main problem is that when he told this to J.P. Morgan, J.P. Morgan said, "Well, how the heck do you charge people for free electricity?
0: Yeah. Free wireless point.
2: electricity. You can't make money
0: off of that." Yeah. I'm. I'm. You use the the earth as a conductor, but what's causing
2: the potential difference? Uh, the ridiculous dynamos at the tower. So it's the way he explained it is picture the earth like a balloon. Uh-huh. So you can take power out and ram it back in and that's felt all over the balloon like air would be. Okay so if you take air out and put it back in that, ex- that expansion happens equally around it. So you'd basically have a
0: you, to make it work you'd have to have like a taxpayer system.
2: Eh, yeah, for it. anybody could get power anywhere in the world and he wanted this to power airplanes and cars and uh, industrial machinery and small thing radios and everything he want, and also using this system of the standing waves in the earth you can modulate those waves ever so slightly and use it to transmit signals And so, there, so the, the earth would just be pumping out radio waves more than we already are it wouldn't, yeah. It wouldn't be transmitters pumping it out. The Earth itself would become the conductor and the transmitter. Be the transmitter, yeah. He even theorized, which I and I think this is crazy, that as distance increased from the uh, pumping point, in quotes, power would act, power delivery would it be able to would be increased the further away from the further away it got. I think that's nuts, but I'm not Tesla. So that's where you draw the line.
1: That's Admi- where I draw the line. Admittedly, he was probably nuts, but... Well, I see a more practical issue if he had tried to pursue the full-size tower, and that is at what point after... You know, it's a great idea, free power, <laughs> and sending signals all around the world, but at what point do the residents of Long Island seeing a tower being built with lightning coming out of it and auroras... Be, yeah. At what point do these, and... these fine people who... It, it Don't understand what's going on. Pick up their pitchforks, light some torches, and show up there demanding answers.
2: Oh, and you use the death ray, <laughs> death beam, <laughs> death beam. Yeah. Yes. teleforce
1: yes. guys,
0: come on. Teleforce, yes, um, the teleforce. My my other can well, other than a lot of concerns, but my, one of my other like major concerns is you you say limitless, but you have to push it back in at a certain rate, you know, so you're not.
2: basically in this case you don't deflate the balloon it's a that's why he he likened it to a pump you can take the potential out and ram it back in so at so hard and at a high and at a very low resonant frequency with the earth yes you'd have to be pumping ridiculous amounts of energy into that system you know the global global power consumption is Massive. You, you couldn't have all that produced in one place. It's yeah. just not possible. But you you theoretically other... you could have other stations put around. His grand idea was to power it all from one place. Everyone could just put up a receiver and have power. And it would be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Anyone who makes power and makes money for a living said no.
0: Yeah. Uh, unfortunately there's no huge commonwealth so, I think we can all agree, Tesla was a
1: genius,
2: but also insane. Yeah, he was insane, no questions asked.
1: As I think uh, engineers would put it, and I'm going to use some engineering terms again, he was, uh, he was bad <laughs>
2: insane. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so, I think we're out of time. That's our show for today. This was down the wormhole. My name is Joshua Weinberg. I'm Zachary Miller. And we like to thank Mr. Michael Bertinski
1: Thank you very much for having me again. problem. Always great having you, man.
2: <laughs> Have a good night, hey. everybody. Good night.